Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Greetings, everyone. My name's Justin, and you're on Inverse. And in the studio, we have Siku and Jonathan and Israel. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. And we are looking at the topic of Adventist heritage. Adventist heritage, we looked at in episode one, a group of fledgling believers in the 1800s who were waiting for Jesus to come has now grown into a 22 million person denomination. And we're looking at different elements through our, the history and where they get these beliefs from the Bible. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and you can download our Bible study guides there. You can also go to your Android and Apple platforms. You can get our app, which is if you type in Sabbath School there, and you see the little blue icon with a little Bible and the little three lines that go through the blue icon, and you type in Sabbath School, you'll pop up with the Sabbath School app, and you can look at our Bible study guides there as well. Uh, we are in episode six, and we're talking about organized for service, organized for service. Kind of a boring title organized for service but exciting in activity yeah so jonathan let's have a word of prayer and we'll get into uh why why do we have organized religion and organized church and all these things that we do uh well let's get into it let's have a word of prayer let's pray father thank you for the blessings that you uh, bestow upon us thank you for all the things that you have already shown us in this uh quarter as we've been studying our history and our identity and i pray that as we dive into this topic today that we will really be blessed and see our part in this uh, system of service for this world and in our mission which is ask that you will guide us and help us understand it better we pray this in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. let's go to revelation chapter 12 verses 1 through 6 and siku if you can read that for us sure now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. On his, heads. his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she, where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. Great, thanks. So we've been talking a lot of elements about the Adventist Church, the movement that started. Uh, it started by, can I say, kids? I would say young people. Young, young people. people. Uh, <laughs> kids are like my children. <laughs> Jan Andrews, and then there's uh, Uriah Smith, 12 years old, 16 years old. Then you have the older ones that are 21, 23. They start, they're rediscovering these truths that were buried for a while. Uh, heavenly sanctuary, Sabbath, uh, Jesus' second coming. Uh, great controversy. Great controversy, meta-narrative. What are the ones that we talked about? Um, Sister sanctuary. Ellen White receives the gift of prophecy, and now she's giving the, the great controversy mm -hmm. vision. Uh, very exciting times. 
And what is the church going through at this time? Let's just follow through the narrative. And they're going through normal growing pains and... and yeah. Jonathan? I mean, this is, we, we have to understand this was a, a very interesting time uh, as far as the dynamics of different denominations is concerned. Mm-hmm. You, have, you, you have, during the Millerite movement, which we talked about in our first episode, uh, we, we <clears throat> you have the, the people coming out of different denominations. Yes. Okay. And uh, the part of the message of the Millerite movement was this call to come out of Babylon, mm-hmm. uh, to come out of these systems, these organizations that have fallen into apostasy because they have neglected some Bible truth. Mm-hmm. And so now there you have all these people, and they're like, you know, let's just we'll, we'll gather and we'll 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 study and we'll worship. Um, but there was a huge hesitation to make anything formal because the idea of organizing, of have have a structure was like immediate alarm bells, alarm bells, that's Babylon, because mm. Babylon has structure, so we cannot have structure. It's like they just, they just came out of that. Yeah, like the, that's not, because as soon as we organized, it, it becomes formal, and we fall into apostasy. That, that was kind of like the thing. But we're finding that, that, that it's not the organization that caused Babylon to be bad. Why is Babylon so bad? Drank of the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Drank of the wine. I mean, just, just, just to be, just, <laughs> just belief that's not found in scripture mm-hmm. based on philosophy yes. or human constructs yeah. or whatnot. So they're leaving that, but they also leave the organization behind. Mm-hmm. And then by, do, by throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. uh, what happens? Well, reality caught up with them mm. because, like, the reality is if you are trying to do anything, you need to be organized. Mm-hmm. And so these young people um, figured that out by kind of being pressured by some situations mm-hmm. into, well, yeah, I mean, you guys can tell probably more about this, but uh, <laughs> it started with uh, the, the, the magazine that they were putting out. Mm-hmm. It needed a some kind of legal entity connected to it. Uh, and also, you know, how do you, what, what about owning church buildings and real mm-hmm. estate and all these things? Uh, that Then there was a need, a cry for some form of entity that, they can call home so mm-hmm. that they can make transactions and business dealings uh, related to that in the context of the current world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's how kind of these pressures made them think about, okay, what, what is the biblical understanding of being organized? I think it's, it's also important for us to know that the, the, the people that ultimately formed the Adventist church, their goal was not to start a new church. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were part of, they were faithful members of churches, but mm-hmm. because of, uh, the dynamics at that time that were kicked out of church, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they, they were considered apostate because of their their beliefs that they held in Scripture that, you know, the Methodist church, the whatever churches they were part of, were not adhering to. And so mm-hmm. I think it was never something in their mind that they right. wanted to do uh, to start an, uh, a, a new organization or a new church. And, and, and in a way, uh, uh, just brief yeah. interruption, in a way they also, they expected Jesus to come very soon, not just mm-hmm. after the disappointment, uh, not before the disappointment, but after too, like, who has time to organize? Like, mm-hmm. we got to spread the message, Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, another dynamic that made them not think so much about, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, these kind but of But you bring up a good point. They had no church to go to. No. They have no church membership in a sense. Not that that's an important thing, but they're just not, you know, where, yeah. where, where, where they plug in. But also, Jesus isn't coming immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're studying, going back to Scripture. They, they see the, the whole heavenly sanctuary uh, doctrine open up. But then there's also, hey, we got to preach the gospel. Uh-huh. And then that necessitates pastors, missionaries, uh, and, and some of the more 
Um, what, 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 what do I want to use? Some of the more mundane uh, mm -hmm. things practical. like legal practical. and associations and stuff that you really need the the the, the, the foundational infrastructure mm -hmm. to, to have mission go forward. Mm -hmm. And then so they decide to organize. So what, what happened? Can you guys give it? So, a yeah, I think the message is spreading across. Yep. I mean, the, you know, from 1844, 1850s, there's, you know, a lot is happening. Mm -hmm. The while Satan is attacking this group of people at the very same time, it is growing in 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 numbers and it's growing in truth and so forth and so on mm -hmm. and there's and it's growing in mission you know the the word of god is being proclaimed across you know the united states and mm -hmm. and and and, in, uh, and so forth and at the very same time as they're proclaiming the truth as they're as they're sharing the word of god with other people i think these practical elements arise which is where where you guys go and play you know <laughs> the average you want to go and sabbath herald talk to us <laughs> about that guys <laughs> Review and Sabbath Herald. Well, I was gonna say, like maybe I was gonna say before <laughs> Sabbath Review and Sabbath Herald, that even even before that, like um, where we talked about before when Crossier um, and Hiram Edson, you know, had that Bible study about the sanctuary. They actually in 1845 they started put, they printed out, mm. you know, a, a tract, mm -hmm. um, you know, called I think it was the Day, not the Day, Day Star. Star. The no. Day Star was was like a, a recognized journal, right. but they had like their own tract that they put out to to pr to to get the message out. Mm printing and you know making tracks and that kind of thing it was a way to communicate the gospel to communicate the truths that they were learning the out of social scripture. media of their day exactly mm -hmm. yeah. and and they were using the 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 the, the technology that was available like yeah. the cutting edge technology of their day to get the word out yeah. right um and as as things became as things developed with the sabbath truth when joseph bates accepted the sabbath truth he became a huge proponent he would go around preaching but he started printing tracts about the sabbath because mm -hmm. the tracts can go further than you can yes. go right mm -hmm. because you're one person you make a thousand tracts that are saying the same thing you get you know you could get a thousand people to hear what you're saying so just a practical way of trying to proclaim the mm. truths that they were learning mm. out of scripture and yeah. so really what drove the uh, I'll say this to say what drove the organization was the mission. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that the 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 they created they came up with a mission because they had an organization. Mm -hmm. It was there are things that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. What's the best way that we can do it? Printing a tract would be faster. Okay, mm -hmm. while well, we're printing a tract. Uh but now like we need to get a printing press. Right. It's cheaper right? To print because yourself and have Yes, like if we yeah. get our own printing press mm -hmm. then we can print our own material, you know. And and so then it's like, okay, but if we're buying the printing press, who's gonna own it? Like are you mm -hmm. gonna put right. it in James White's name? But then like it's a personal printing press. Mm -hmm. But this is actually for the organization. You know, but right. there's no organization. So it necessitates then the development of, you know, an organized structure. Yeah. Yeah. Over to you, Jeff. Well, no, I, I, I can piggyback on that. Uh, my understanding is that in the 1849, 1850, and I just, I just love this. Like this, is, it's, 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 it gets complex, but I love it. So Adventists are like 1844. Whoa, Jesus coming. Jesus didn't come. Then you have heavenly sanctuary. Jesus in the most holy place. Whoa, most holy place. And you have the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Set fourth day Sabbath. Fourth day Sabbath is linked to the seal of God. And so, how do we communicate? And if you didn't get that at all, you can go to a previous episode you can go to you can go to what do we go to hope tv.org slash inverse and you can look at watch those episodes from this quarter uh anyway there's that there's that there's that connection so mm -hmm. this isn't just random this is all built on each other and they're like how do we get all these groups out there 
they're waiting for Jesus to come. They need to receive the seal of God, and that the seal of God is the seventh day, like the keeping of the seventh day Sabbath. Mm. How do we communicate that? How do we unite God's people together? How do we help the Advent people uh, in the last days? And then so they created a, a tract which had a lot of name changes from Advent Herald, Sabbath Herald, Advent. Uh, Avent Hope, or, I don't know. Out. There's just a lot of names <laughs> that came about, but finally it, it came to be known as the Adventist Review, and of which Siku and myself have been privileged to be called as editors of, of this. So we all encourage you to check it out. You can go to AdventistReview.org and check out the modern version of this magazine that is designed to unite God's people, not just in North America, but all around the world, to prepare to receive the seal of God through the Holy Spirit, the latter rain, all these things for waiting for Jesus to come. And this is something that our church has had for even longer than the church. And, and I would say this. I say this uh, to people who, who it's even has been around longer than the New York Times. Mm. It's the longest running Christian publication mm. in the world. Awesome. I think just super, that's awesome. Super, 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 super. Oh, uh, maybe I maybe add Protestant in there. I don't know. There might be a Catholic that's been sent around to like you know 1305. Uh, but for at least in the Protestant world, for sure. And um, we we need to. Con- it's it sounds cheesy. But we need to always work at unity. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for for our group to to fall apart. And 22 million people, it's easy to to uh, <laughs> bifurcate and 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 splinter, and, and splinter off. And, and we need we need know. things like this to keep us together. And the truth, we need unity in the truth. The, the truth Correct. unifies Correct. us, and the Correct. truth is what unified. Well said. Them. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that correction. Yeah, yeah I was just going to mention um, that I think it's powerful that God. Um, was willing to work with these young people mm. as they were putting this all together and figuring it out. It, it inspires me because how often do I feel like I don't know what I'm doing? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm kind of like you, you're building your airplane as you fly or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? You're trying <laughs> to figure it out. You're trying to work for God. You want to do the mission. Uh, and God's like, you know, that's really cute, you know, but I'm going to bless <laughs> you guys. And the Holy Spirit, you know, has been leading. If you, if you, That's the beautiful thing about Adventist history. As you read it, you see God's hand in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not, I'm don't, I don't see this from a, from a place of pride. This is a, a place of worship, a, fa- mm-hmm. a place of gratitude mm-hmm. that God is willing to work with us, mm-hmm. you know, despite our flaws and issues. And that ultimately he's the one that will, you know, bring this church into victory yeah. uh, and, and will empower us to finish the work. It's, yeah. it's all him. Yeah. But Amen. it's beautiful that he would start with, you know, what is so feeble and small mm-hmm. right. and, and, and with all these issues. And totally not to be triumphalistic, but, yeah. you know, we are now 22 million, not, not a large denomination, but not a small dinky one that we started a bit to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the largest education system, uh, the largest Protestant education mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. the largest Protestant medical system all around the world Mm -hmm. so i mean it's really all a testament to god that he Mm -hmm. uses third grade education farmer Mm -hmm. we talked about in previous episodes and now it's where we are today yeah Mm -hmm. i want to so there's all positive but i want to get to the negative aspects too just to be real because that's Mm -hmm. the reality of of the matter but Mm -hmm. seek you before we go there i was was gonna say that the 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 importance of the mission and just this one looking at jesus is coming soon two looking at having learned the sanctuary doctrine and the centrality of the sabbath truth and and how composite 
all of these doctrines that they were discovering were, um, they had an urgency to the proclamation of the truth that they were receiving. Mm -hmm. um, so really the organization was driven by the urgency for the mission that they mm. perceived. Mm. And so they Seventh-day Adventists were not the originators of the Sabbath truth, mm -hmm. I, even mm -hmm. in that time. Like That's right. We talked about there were Seventh-day Baptists, mm -hmm. right? And and Seventh-day Adventists kind of inherited, you know, the the... the teaching mm -hmm. about you know the sabbath they learned it from seventh day mm -hmm. baptists um but there was a, a difference in the approach like for seventh day mm -hmm. adventists it fell into a nexus like into the system of truth that was developing mm -hmm. and it was attended with an urgency for mission that made that propelled you know sending sending it out with 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 a with as much quickness and you know and power as mm -hmm. they could mm -hmm. Which is, I, I guess I keep saying this, like the the mission is what really undergirded you yeah. know the organization, mm -hmm. and I keep saying that because we can get stuck in organization, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we start falling into a lot of drama, yes. you know, and we forget like well why we're organized. Well said, well said. Uh, you mentioned the word mission multiple times, and that's really what what our focal point should be. What are we organized for? And I, I surmise that a lot of people are, are anti-organization, not because of the organizational mm -hmm. component, right? People are not anti-Apple because they're because oh, it's so organized. No, there's something <laughs> there's something ideological behind mm -hmm. organization that people mm -hmm. are usually against. And so our church is all the all the levels that we have, all the institutions that are great and faulty at the same time. They are. They should all revolve around what, and that's you've answered that question mm, on mission. mission. Uh, for someone who may not know what that means, what is mission? For mission, some people think of Tom Cruise, a Mission Impossible. They think <laughs> of you know missionaries of the past. What when you say mission, uh, and when we talk about mission, what what are we referencing directly? I think our mission is given to us in Acts chapter one. Acts when, chapter one, verse eight. When when Jesus, we have to remember that Jesus himself started the New Testament church. Yep. This is not something that he gave to you know Peter or whatever Paul. It's something that Jesus himself established. And in Acts chapter one, he's getting ready to go back to heaven. He's been resurrected. He's been seen by his disciples. He's been seen by over hundred people. He's getting ready to go, and he says, you know, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be witnesses uh, of me in Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. There he's giving us the mission statement to be his witnesses. Mm -hmm. uh, witnesses, John says later on in First John chapter 1, he's to say witnesses of what you have seen, what you have heard, what our hands have handled of the word of life. And so that is essentially what the mission of the, seven, of the, of, of the early church is. Sorry, mm -hmm. That's what the mission is that Christ gave his church when he left. Now, we have to talk about Acts chapter 15, right? Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we are not in verse, right? It's an inside joke. You've got to go to previous, 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 Just previous. Just watch all the episodes. Yeah, watch it. all the yeah. episodes. Uh, and, and, and what you see there is you have the early Christian church has its mission mm. to be witnesses of Christ. But then as the church grows, organization is included mm. into that mission. It's included so that the, the, uh, the mission of proclaiming the gospel can advance. You fast forward that all the way now to Revelation, where it talks about the remnant church of Bible prophecy. Remnant means that it is a piece of the original cloth, right? Mm, mm. And so just like the early Christian church, with which Christ himself established, mm. had those two components of organization in order to proclaim the mission to be witnesses. So the last day church, which is a remnant church of uh, Bible prophecy, must have also that component, mm, the component mm, of... Mm 
organization mm -hmm. for the sake of being witnesses Yes. True witnesses of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, there's a beauty here because we see that the organization is created and constructed for the sake of mission. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not just talking eloquently here. Eloquently here, that's really where the biblical order of things should be. But we see that throughout Christian history, that there the organization gets so large that they modify the mission mm -hmm. to really to serve the organization. organization. Mm -hmm. And then when people have a problem with organization, that's, I think, where the issue is at. No one's attacking the mission. They're attacking a man-made switching of the modify of the mission to really just have the organization or institution exist just for itself. Mm. Uh, we need to come to a point where we're like, hey, to keep the biblical mission at the focal point, we should be willing to change up right. the organization, right. no matter how it's needed for that time or place to, to hit our objective. And, and the beautiful thing about this is when it comes to the Adventist church, we have our issues, we have mm -hmm. our internal problems and mm -hmm. you know fights and whatever it is, mm -hmm. but we are organized in a way where, first of all, there's no, it's not top down, it's bottom up. So we're grassroots, the most power in this church is in the local church. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and there's, there's, it's a representative system, so there's always delegates that meet uh, for each level. And when it comes to changing the way we do work, we, there's there's annual gatherings in the Adventist Church on a, on a, on a global scale. The, it's, we call them Spring Council and Fall Council, where people come together at, at what we call the General Conference Building. The leaders. The leaders. Mm -hmm. The leaders of, of, of you know hundreds of conferences and unions, uh, representing 22 million people, all nations, tribes, and tongues. You know, they're all there, and they discuss what could, from the outside, look a little dry. But I love what one of the leaders, Hensley Moroven, always says. It's it's it, the policies and the, the, what looks dry, you know, these organizational things, it's, it's the other face of mission. It's part of mm. mission. So, mm. And what they're willing to do there is to discuss policies, dis discuss changes mm -hmm. so that we can better facilitate mission. And just in, in recent, you know, in this recent year, they have made uh, major decisions to put much more an emphasis into reaching, you know, the unreached mm -hmm. and putting, uh, making changes to our policies that make it, mm -hmm. uh, ma make, make changes that have been there for a long time so that mission is even more possible. Mm -hmm. So there's always an openness in this organization to change, to further the mission, to make the mission more yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, effective. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, just to piggyback on Jonathan, I know that we traditionally have had a focus, uh, our mission focus, on to Africa or to Latin America. Mm -hmm. But in the last 50 years, Latin America and Africa have exploded. I mean, yeah. they've reached to points where they can they can handle natively within their the, the load, the missional load, but now it's places like Europe or North America, Australia. It's the cities mm -hmm. uh, and also the Middle East, uh, the 1040 window that needs. And so policies, and mm -hmm. we got to talk about in an open format where things are yeah. uh, fair and just yes. and, 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 and held accountable. Where do the finances go and how do, how do some of these things work? Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think some of these things need to be taught, articulated, yes. and explained. Uh, sometimes it's like, hey, this is for this is boring stuff for adults. Well, it's not. I think mm -hmm. once you understand what Jesus is trying to do through us, mm -hmm. some of this boring stuff becomes actually pretty. We can be very passionate. Yeah, about. and it's important, uh, especially if you're a member of the Adventist Church, not to listen to 
what what some people might say about this or that agenda or this and this leader. Like, mm. get involved yourself yeah. in your local church. Mm-hmm. Be participate in this process, and even on the higher levels, like be informed. And it's what I have been very encouraged. And I'm a young person. I'm, I'm, the, I'm part, part of the generation that always. <laughs> uh, am I? That's the question of the day. But um, I was, you know, for the last uh, <coughs> 15 years or so, a part of the group that d- disappears from church. Yes, okay, but yes. I stayed, and I, I'm a, I gotta say, I've witnessed something really beautiful. I, I got, I was surprised when I, when I attended some of these meetings, how missional they are, and mm. how beautiful it is to see leaders from all nations and all around the world make decisions that do not benefit them individually, mm-hmm. you know, enriching them or anything like that, but really for mission. There's always such um, unanimous votes when it comes to reaching the unreached, presenting Jesus mm-hmm. to the world, mm-hmm. instead of, uh, you know, uh, let's build up more institutions that have, so they have, you know, bigger buildings and all this. No, it's all about, like, let's finish the mm-hmm. work. And um, I got to say, I'm just very encouraged mm-hmm. that the system that God has helped Seventh-day Adventists build is you know uh, is is one that is focused and driven by mission. Can I ask and just to be to be and I love the, I love the positiveness. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and I said I'm afraid even to like I don't want to like oh, pop it. No, that's fine. Uh, but are there negatives to a a <clears throat> neg- uh, to a worldwide uh, organized church? What are, what are the drawbacks? I guess I should say to to that. I think well, there's an element of we're human beings, mm-hmm. and ultimately God has invested human beings with the care of His work, mm-hmm. and because of that, the weakness of human uh, of of the human instrument will always be shown. So ego, pride, selfishness, yeah. territorialness, yeah. Right. that does it does pop up, yeah, yeah. occasionally, and, and, occasionally. Um, and 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 more more it than does. it should, right? I mean, it, mm. it un- unfortunately it pops up many times, mm. too many times, I should say. Uh, but what Jonathan said a little bit ago, I think it's critical because it solves the other side of the coin. Mm. And that is a lot of times we talk about, you know, give the church to the young people, the young people that that in itself creates other problems, too. Mm. Right. Young people, you know, do not have the maturity to kind of uh, deal with some of these complex issues in a very mm-hmm. in a real way. Mm-hmm. And. I appreciate what I appreciate about a church. It's not just bottom up, mm-hmm. but it's also top down. It's a it's a it's a nice mix of both. And it's young, a car wash where water goes yeah. down and water goes up. And just That's right. Yeah. Okay. And and what's and and I often encourage young people. I work with college students. If I can just clarify, yeah. I think it's power comes from the bottom, but the the support and guidance comes from above yeah. in that in that system. So it's not like a, it's not a dictatorship. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. Just right. to clarify. Yeah. And and um, good. that's good. Yeah. And 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 what I what I often tell our young people who have issues with the church is you want to change the church, get involved. Yeah. You know, we want I want to be like a 20 year old young person. Give me let me be the president of our world church. But it's like, do you even go to church regularly? You know, and and so, yeah. And, yeah. And so I think what's the memory verse? Get, get if you if, if young people at an early age are taught mm-hmm. as soon as they're baptized, Show up to church meetings. Yeah. Be part of your local Bring church. Bring something course. to potluck. Bring yeah. something to potluck. <laughs> Bring something to yeah. potluck. Uh, do these change things. up the roster yeah. before you change up the church. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> little by little, you'll see, you'll start to see that change, even though it seems slow, is steady and it's and it's gradual, always towards uh, fulfilling mission. I think mm-hmm. that's probably most challenging for me with the organized way we are organized, which is awesome. Is that things can happen slowly mm-hmm. because there's process <laughs> yes. involved yes. and you know the impatience of youth just kind of hey i have a great idea and like let's do it and mm-hmm. it's 
and sometimes it, it can be a little cumbersome going yes. through the, I, I know, I believe that there's wisdom <laughs> to why we are organized and structured the way that we are, but that, you're saying drawbacks, like that can be a challenge, you know, for, um, you know, for somebody on the younger side, mm -hmm. particularly, you know, mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. through the process. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's uh, inspired you on some level to get involved in your church. We do have a great organization, a great system. Get involved. Or you may think that we don't have a great system. Well, get involved. It's not great because you're not involved in it. Uh, I mean, the Lord may be calling you to do something for your local church or the union or maybe the general conference. Who knows? But we're all in this together, and we are all, all to be involved in mission for the Lord Jesus Christ, especially for the spreading of the gospel, the three angels' messages in the last day's context. Hopefully this has been an inspiration to you. It's for me. My takeaway is I love the church. How can I do more to help the church out? How can I do in serving the Lord's call for me? Uh, hopefully this has been a good study for you as we look at Adventist Heritage. Next week, we're looking at tithing. We have this big organization, and it's well-constructed, and it's active, but how do we fund it? How do we fuel it? And what are some of the dangers that the Bible talks about? And what are some of the blessings that the Bible talks about? So stay with us uh, as we stick with this topic on Adventist Heritage. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.